Well, well, well. There he Why is. Why do you sound so disappointed, man? I'm no, like a father who's disappointed in his son because he didn't hit a home run in T-ball. I, you know, actually, fun fact, I never hit a home run in my entire baseball career. And you played? Um, I came close many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad, my dad was only there for one instance of it happening, and he couldn't fucking believe it. Funniest thing in my life. Uh, hmm. Second, uh, the most disappointing thing I ever think I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, in front of my dad was forget my baseball glove uh when i was a kid oh we've heard i think i don't know if you've told this in the podcast but no so basically uh both baseball related isn't that weird his proudest moment and his most disappointing moment in me uh i forgot my baseball glove at home <laughs> just it's you know i'm a kid i forget things there's a lot going on i, mm-hmm. worry I agree about, worried about breathing and eating food and all that mm-hmm uh, and I just left my baseball glove at home, and my dad was was not impressed. Not I mean, the least bit. I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't especially blame since I was a I was a lefty, so it's not like anybody else on the team had a glove for me to use, you know. Exactly. But uh, welcome back. Sorry, we're, we kicked off kind of weird today. Well, uh, for people who don't know why we kicked off weird today, uh, it's because Will. Uh, has no concept of time, apparently, or the wrong concept of time. I was, uh, for people who were here prior to the uh, podcast starting, I was saying to them that uh, Will and I schedule these around like 6 o'clock every Wednesday to record. And I think today must have just slipped his mind because he thought it was 6 o'clock his time. And yeah, not... I, I set an alarm for 6 o'clock my time, and I don't know why. Uh, I... So my reasoning behind this, uh, well, not the reasoning behind the fucking misconception of time, which is kind of strange because I was listening to some of the music from Inception, mm-hmm. uh, which is just kind of ironic because it's a movie about traveling through time and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was ironic. And then, uh, so I do this thing once a week and I, I'm trying to make it more of a thing, whether it's on Mondays or the middle of my work week. Uh, it's like a self-care day. Um, so I'll like actually like take a bath or something like that. Let my r- muscles relax and like yeah. heal up a little bit, recover. Cause, uh, work kicks the shit out of me. I almost broke my finger yesterday and I did bruise a couple of my knuckles. Yeah. Um, but I've realized like, I don't usually take enough time out of my week to, uh, take care of myself. I'm going to let my body recover. And then on the weekends, like I, I want to go out and do things. So yeah. it's not. I'm not recovering then either. I think I think that's one of those things that I'm trying to make more of a thing this year to kind of uh, have a better grip on, you know, taking care of myself. And I think that's something everybody should think about trying to do. Uh, just like, you know, take a bath and let your muscles relax. I don't know. Do something that is uh, that isn't laying in bed that is going to help your body recover. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time, most of the time during the week, people uh, work and then they eat and then they sleep, and it's just a constant cycle. And you don't have, you don't have time, or you don't make time for that uh, extra, you know, self care. So it's important, I think. A lot of people don't realize how actually uh, rewarding it is. Just like shower, like how like good you feel after a shower, like. Especially after like a long day of work, 
and you like take a hot shower, like just kind of just chilling after. It's like it's just like for me, it's the bath, man. I shower and then I, I, I'm telling you, I make sure the water in the bathtub is boiling. Well, that's what I mean, though. I mean, it's essentially along the same lines is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you know you you do like this sort of like self care sort of thing, and like how good your body feels after. It's like yeah, you could be yeah. busting your ass all day and. Like, I feel like sore. when people shower, too, at the end of the day, usually, like, they appreciate it, but they don't really just relax. You ain't gonna, you ain't, I personally, I speed through my showers. It's just something that's been ingrained into me. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah, over, being in the military, I'm over sure. Over the last, like, six, seven years. Um, it was one of those things I never fucking take my time on, but I, I try to at least once a week uh, just to kind of, like, you know. What, shower or get bath? Get a better grasp on myself bath do you do like bubbles i uh so i have this soap um that it has epsom salt uh oh yeah so uh with like a charcoal some charcoal shit when i'm i guess dude whenever you want to be a guest i'm all down for having guests on the podcast me too it makes it so much my job so much easier but i think yeah so my soap has uh epsom salt and some like uh charcoal ingredients in it and uh it fucking I'm just soaking it, dude. Mm-hmm. Just chill. Fucking chilling out, man. Fucking chilling oh. out, man. It's, you know, as I get older, I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm so broke. Like, why am I so mm-hmm. sore all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, I stretch. I stretch at least once a week now, and I bathe at least once a week. And just, I'm like, fuck, dude. I feel a lot better than I did. I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. a spry 27-year-old kid, not a 65-year-old Once man, again. So. You know, the things that we learned growing up about, like, make sure you do your stretches, you know, during, like, sports and stuff yeah, like that. that. Like, bullshit. Like, you're like, oh, that, you know, when you're, you know, 15, 16 years old, like, your body's, you know, you can, it can naturally recover. It's still growing, so it's recovering a lot faster. Yeah. But, like, when you get into, like, your late 20s and, like, you know, almost into your 30s and stuff like that, you need to stretch because, mm-hmm. and, like, it just feels so good. Like, I, I worked out today and, like, I did a nice, like, like five-minute Kind of like not yoga, but like a five minute just like stretching, some standing stretches, just some, you know, just to stretch out my yeah. joints and everything. And like, I just feel so like limber and loose. And then, like I said, took a nice hot shower. And now I'm ready for an evening of sitting behind my PC. <laughs> it's just, just a wonderful life I live. I feel that same here, man. I, uh... Going back to the uh, disappointment, disappointment um, oh, things. Uh, not, no, no, not to you being late. How did you, how did you, like, what was your biggest disappointment? Like your dad's biggest disappointment in you growing up as a kid? Uh, my dad's biggest disappointment in me. I don't, you know, I, nothing comes to mind. The only thing I just like a moment that where you could tell he was like kind of disappointed that you didn't do something else. I mean, if you want to get real, there's some personal, personal stuff, but, like, I... I mean, not personal, personal. <laughs> like, some shit when you're a young kid, like, I'm not mad at you, man. I'm just really disappointed you oh, left I mean, baseball glove at home, you fucking idiot. I mean, I've done things like that where I've, like, forgotten cleats for soccer at home. Yeah. Like, I've, I've okay, done... Now that I think about it, I've seen your dad, your dad's facial expressions enough to know that I've seen him up, like upset with you and disappointed mm-hmm. a yeah times. yeah there's a couple Especially times I, when it came to sports dude i don't you know my i don't think i i i, t- I rarely disappoint my father i feel like i'm very i'm a you know good person and i treat my parents with a lot of respect so i don't tend to disappoint them 
But I can one memory. I have two two stories, and they're sort of related to what you're saying. One related to my dad. The the story that I can remember the most for some reason is I was probably like five, six, or seven. Anyways, mm-hmm. in that age range, uh, you know, back in the day they had like the big gulps, and I mean like the huge ones that like were the yeah. size of like your fucking head. Yeah. Not like the you know the polar pops that we have that are just like huge, but like they were bigger than that. Yeah, I spilled an entire one in the back of my dad's pickup truck one time when I was like five or six, and I don't think I've ever seen a man like want to throw a kid out of a car more in his life. Like I don't blame him because I'm just like in the back of the truck like sipping on this thing, and I don't know <laughs> what happened. Like I think my hands were just too small for it, but it just like dropped, and of course it was like styrofoam, so it hits the ground yeah. and just crumples and bursts everywhere. Yeah. So you're not only just getting the spillage. I don't even. It must have. I'm sure it wasn't like a soda because I didn't really drink soda much when I was a kid. So it was probably yeah. like a you know like a Powerade or something. So something's still mm-hmm. sticky, but. Oh yeah. I can think that brings me back to a you know a disappoint you know disappointing somebody. I'm sure he was very disappointed in me for dropping that because I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Well, it was probably cheaper back then, but I'm sure it was also oh, not cheap yeah. as well. And I don't yeah. think I got another. I don't. I don't remember getting a replacement. I think that was it. I think I lost my uh, big gulp Privileges. privileges at yeah. that point. And then the the next one. Back in middle school for basketball, uh, I forgot what time our team was practicing. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, we practiced, I think it was like 5 o'clock or something like that. And then like mm-hmm. I had thought it was 6. Yeah. And we were practicing for like an hour long. So my my and I, that's what I told my dad, right? Mm-hmm. So we get there and everybody's leaving. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I thought it was, or well, I was like, what the heck's going on? So I go upstairs and our coach was like, hey, you weren't here for practice. And he had, he made me shoot like 100 free throws or something like that. Probably the Honestly, probably one of the worst coaches I ever had. So, I um, but I just I don't know when you think when I think of disappointments like that's what made me think of that. So like forgetting things or just like being like because I just forgot to. My dad still brings up every well. Actually, I brought it up to him. I think a couple weeks ago. Uh, middle school basketball, uh, and we couldn't find the keys to the car anywhere. Like any, my dad was. He was losing his mind. He had no idea where they were. We looked high and low, the floor, the ceiling, the ceiling fans, everything, man. Everywhere they could possibly be. I don't know where they ended up being because my dad suggested in the dead of winter that I ride my bicycle all the way to the middle school and go to practice that way, and that's exactly what I did. Now, for people who – I'm not going to give away the the area – that we live. I mean, people know where we're from, but like, I don't want to give yeah. anybody logistics. There are two very big hills, yeah, both yeah. ways. You know the story of riding, riding to school or going uphill both ways. That is essentially what you were doing. Yeah. So I think my dad picked me up. I don't remember that well, but I, um, I was almost late. I made it in time, but there was snow. How early was... did you leave that you made it on? You must have been pedaling like a son of a bitch. I didn't leave early. I was. I had like. It took me about 45 minutes to get there on a nice summer's day. We're talking a dead of winter with snow on the ground. And yeah, shit. sidewalks. And my, dad, my dad will confirm this story. Um, but yeah, when we I, have your dad on the podcast, you mean? I only I only rode up that hill like that once. I, I rode my bike to middle school maybe twice in my entire life. And that hill 
actually I lost one of my hats on that hill going down it because I was going down it so fast my hat flew off and a school bus crushed it. Yeah, that's a dangerous hill to come down that fast, that is dude. A very, it's a very steep hill to go up or down on a bicycle. Oh, and for sure. My dad, he thought it was, he thought it was funny that I, I was like, it wasn't funny, man. I, I can't believe I had to do that. Like, why the fuck? I know. Then like, you probably I get the. Get pr- it if it was like my NBA tryout, like I, like, you know, oh hey, it's your one shot to get into the NBA, dude. Ride your fucking bicycle up this hill. I know, but this in the dead of winter, you yeah. know. Like, you have to make it. But it was middle school basketball. Mm-hmm. It ended up meaning nothing, you know? Yeah. I found some old yeah. pictures. Like, I found, like, a – do you remember when we did, like, the cards? You know, we had, like, our own oh, – Or, like, sports yeah, cards. I, I still have some of those, yeah. I have I, – I found uh, I found a couple. I used to give them out to – when I was in college, I had some, and I would give them out to, like – girls that i was t- i had like talked to like oh, they were more friends or anything but they were just friends like they're i mean i wasn't like going after these women because i was in a relationship for that half of college but then the second half of college i remember giving out these cards to like friends that i had made um so every now and again i'll get a picture sent to me like a snapchat of just that like hey i found this in like a bunch of old stuff just a picture of me oh, like thrown in there it's always funny oh yeah yeah, I remember those, dude. Those are gross. Big goofy looking bastard. I yeah, you. Lame, dude. I mean, we have my parents. I go through my parents' old stuff, and I have like old T-ball and like uh, baseball photos of our team. You know, because we Will and I, Will and I played T-ball or not T-ball. We played uh, little league, little league together. Uh, I think that's probably where we first met, right? I think I met a lot of people playing baseball more than I did anything else. Dude, baseball was fun. Well, I would say that's where we first met, All but the like little rivalries. Yeah, dude. I remember how, like, I mean, even going back to high school, like, how, like, big these moments felt. Yeah. And then, like, how, like, like, dude, you know, I've been to Afghanistan, this middle school basketball tournament where I I made two points and got punched in the face by one of the refs doesn't matter anymore, you know? (laughs) You made two. When when did you make two points? Never. I never scored a point in my entire career. I mean, more, I'm thinking more soccer than I am basketball. Oh, yeah. I, uh, dude, you know, I wish I, that's one thing I wish is I would have, like, tried some different sports when I was younger. I, was I did try sports. The ones I, was doing. I did try, I did try, I did a couple different things. I, I did cross country skiing for three years, and then I did, uh, track for three years, I think. Track yeah. was a good one, dude. I enjoyed track. Well, yeah, that's, that's where you and I became, like, actually really good friends was through track. Yeah, that's, that's where I thrived, too. I was actually, I was pretty fucking. I remember the day taking it a little bit seriously. I would have probably done better. I remember the day that I joined track, and it was already the season had already started, so like I was already kind of late to it. Like practices had already started. I don't think we had gone to any um, meets or anything, Mm -hmm. but I was playing tennis. I had played tennis my freshman year and half of my sophomore year, and my tennis coach, for some reason. Scheduled me to play because there was what what we would do is we'd have three, there was three singles matches and two doubles matches. I was supposed to play in the third of the singles match. Yeah, and then like on the last, like the like literally like the last hour, the final hour, he comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm gonna move you to the doubles match and move so and so here because they they asked me if they could take your spot." Yeah. 
and they just let them. So I said, I was like, um, no, that's not okay. And I remember I literally took off my tennis shirt and I just wa- left it and I walked what, to track. What made you play tennis? Hmm? What made you get into tennis? Um, there was a group of people who, who I was friends with that we all played oh, tennis okay. for like the first year and then none of them came back and I was the only one that went back. Uh, and then I swapped the track after like a couple weeks because I had no friends on tennis. Everybody, all my friends had left and then I got screwed over by the coach. So I was like, I'm going to go do track. Yeah. Uh, and our track coach, you know, love the guy, great guy. And then obviously I, you know, met a lot of friends through track and yeah. Yeah, track was a good time. We were because a lot of it's a lot of track is more goofing we were off. The clowns. Yeah, because we were, we were like the class clowns. Because yeah. a lot of track is goofing off. Because especially for I mean maybe less for you, but there's a lot of sitting around. Like there was sitting around for me. I, uh, you know, I only did distance really, and, and I did only did speed. And I would. <laughs> I would fuck off with the javelin for a little bit, but I was just there making friends. And well, you did high jump too, didn't you? Fuck no, not a. No, that's right. We used to just throw ourselves onto the mat while they were trying to do high jump. Yeah, no, I didn't. I never did high jump. Um, we had quite the crew. Yeah, we did. We really did. It was great. I, uh, I remember I had a couple rivalries, or from people from other schools that were just better than me. Um, that I. You know, it was. I'm so competitive, dude. Like, looking back, it's it's frustrating because I was competitive, but I I wasn't committed to training to become better outside of practice. Like after practice, man, I didn't give a fuck. Me either. And uh, it's one of those things that you know y- y- you kind of live and you learn. You fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely live with but that. But I was I was so competitive, dude. Like, I didn't. I fucking hated losing. I I I definitely. And, uh, I'm definitely there. With it's you. one of those things that I think he, like, it never goes away. And I was telling my buddy, uh, guy I worked with in the military, this because he uh, he, his family uh, races uh, dirt bikes, and his brothers are doing it now. And he's not because he's in the air force now and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, as you get older, dude, like you you realize like you're still super competitive, but it's harder to find things to be competitive in. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for, for something, you know, to get back into that I can be competitive in that is uh, not going to kill me. Cause yeah. I can't, I can't go out and play like football or some shit like that or fight every weekend and then be ready to work <laughs> on fucking Monday. Cause yeah. dude, I'm telling you, man, what, I feel like I'm fighting this fucking airplane at this point, man. It's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I, I, feel, I feel like. Yeah. Like I feel like. Men and women too, in their late twenties, early thirties, late thirties, even forties, fifty. Like it doesn't matter what age you are. You, people are competitive, and I think, once you. Stop. Uh, being competitive. That's that's when, you kind of like start to let your guard down and life kind of just fucking deteriorate deteriorates your bones dude i don't know i feel, I feel like competition is super important competition is key well i mean it keeps you you know for one you know depending on what it is keeps you active especially if it's like physical mm-hmm. sports and stuff like that whether uh, it's well i mean you keeping your mind active, like a, a, a uh, mental 
competition is important as well. What's up? You good? My my uh, Bluetooth speaker just like randomly turns on and off, so it'll like my cat will like lay on the couch and like accidentally hit the remote and it'll oh, turn on shit. the TV and then it'll turn on my Bluetooth speaker and then it'll turn off. So it's just it like just jumps shit out of me because I just heard a voice in my house. And I live alone, so it's weird. But yeah, I think mental competition is just as important. But yeah, I, mental, physical, like competition, dude. It's important, even when you get older. No, it is. Well, uh, you know, it keeps your brain active. And there's people, you know, people, the, you know, the, I mean, I don't know how real this is. But you know, in like movies in like New York and like Central Park, they have like a bunch of old dudes like playing chess or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like that, right? Because it's like casually competitive. Yeah. But I'm it's pretty like sure it was chess really is a high functioning, you know, chess makes you use your brain. And, yeah. you know, that's what keeps people sane, right? Because mm-hmm. if yeah. you're using your brain constantly, it's like you're continuing to work that muscle. If you stop working that muscle, it's something that you can lose. It's just like well, it's just like physically, like your physical, your being, like your yeah. body. Yep. Like if you stop working out and you start or eating like in shit, general when you get older, or working in general, you're like, gonna look like, like shit. You, you're gonna feel like shit. Because I know, I know people that have retired, especially from this career field, um, and then their body just immediately is like, all right, well, you're not working anymore, so we're just going to fucking die, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, I like, literally had this thought earlier today. I, uh, I, w- I was delivering mail to a, uh, a former coworker uh, who had retired just last year, literally a year yeah. ago. And I yeah. said to myself, and I hope this doesn't get back to him, I said to myself, <laughs> I was like, he looks really old and it's literally only been one year, but it's because oh, dude. he hasn't worked. And like his body is like his body, like people, you know, when you're male and you're, especially when you're a male letter carrier, you're walking about, uh, you know, 2,500, uh, 25,000, excuse me, 25,000 yeah. steps a day. Yeah. It's a uh, lot of fucking steps. You know, doing like 10, 12 miles a day on average. Mm-hmm. And when your body's active, I mean, you may be, like, treating yourself like shit at home, like, going home and having a drink or whatever. But, like, yeah. that you're still going through that physical, you know, you're put, putting your body through. You're giving yourself cardio. So you're keeping that yeah. body working. So, like, sometimes that works with, like, you know, keeps you youthful almost, I guess, in a way. But, like, to see yeah. him a year later and he just, like, he, it's not that he looks, like, worse. Like, he doesn't look like he's in, like, bad shape or anything. But he just right. looks older like it's like yeah. the the lack of work has like aged him in just a year and dude, it's crazy it, that can happen it is, yeah it's it's insane dude i uh especially like once you turn yourself into uh a vegetable like i know uh one of the guys i work with he's it's in his 70s 72 maybe he's been doing this shit his entire life and uh he's like yeah i know this guy um he just retired all he does is sit uh at home and watch youtube videos on his phone all day and he uh he's fat he's out of shape and he's hurting but he wasn't like that a couple years ago and that's why i'm here so i i don't turn into that you basically it's it's like you're kind of you turn into a vegetable it's like a vegetative state mm-hmm. i mean you've worked your entire life so i i believe you earned it at that point you know like work your fucking ass off and just at that point you you have earned sitting down and just relaxing but your body stops working so quick 
It really does. As soon as you stop using your body, your legs, your mind, your muscles, like they, they're like, all right, well, we're going to go, dude. Uh, if you need us, we're not coming back. Nope. Gone, gone, gone. So that's I why you got to hold on to that. That's why you got to yeah. force yourself. I mean, as painful as it can be sometimes, you're going to force yourself to like, you know, do push-ups, sit-ups, or like get out for a walk or, you know, well, do. Yeah, walking, especially when you get older, dude, mm-hmm. walking or just people's lives. do mental or like even do mental like doing a puzzle like i think i yeah. think it's underrated how like puzzles like how high they i mean they they're it's a puzzle so obviously it's supposed to work your yeah. mind but like just sitting down at a table and doing a puzzle for like you can just burn through so many like so much time my parents dude I it's the best God, every time i come home my parents have a new yeah piece puzzle and yeah it's well like, why not shit, it's God, like such like a stop yeah and they'll sit there for hours looking at it Hey, Will, come help. And I'm like, I don't want to do that damn puzzle. Leave me alone. And then I'll end up in there helping them put it together. It's like, oh, but, what am I turning into? I know, but it, it it's like, it's nice almost, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, not you, for a colorblind son of a bitch. Okay, well, not for a colorblind son of a bitch. But for the rest of us, it's nice. Yeah. The rest of us normies out here. Dude. But yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's like, uh, you know, even going to that, like that kind of reminds me of, um, they have the the Lego sets that are like huge. Mm-hmm. Like they have, they just came out with a Titanic one not long ago. I don't know how big oh, it is, shit. but it comes in like three or four parts. It's like that big. Damn, it's like as long so as like it's almost like as long as my wingspan. It's like that. I bet big. you it's. I bet you it's probably like ten thousand pieces. It's gotta be. But I would love to do that like on that stream. So I bet you it would be like ten thousand dollars too. Oh, I bet it's so. I, I can look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now. I bought a. Wait, let's let's play get. Let's play guess that price. Uh, a six. No, seven hundred and fifty bucks for it. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go three. Okay, here. Let me put this into context. I have a Lego, uh, Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. uh, a collector's edition Tie Fighter. It's about this. Uh, this wide. This, it's about this wide and this tall. So I'd say it's like a eh, wingspan. I'd say like 20, 18 inches. And then height, it's probably about 20, 18 by 20 inch fucking TIE fighter. And that was $100. So. All right. So what's your final guess on that? Because I have the price right here. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. It is nine hundred dollars. Holy! I was close with one k, dude. Damn. That's crazy. That's, yeah. I was I was not expecting it to be that expensive. You know what you could do? This one on Amazon that's pre-built. It's for it's for sixty three dollars. You could. Why would you pre-build uh, that shit? You could buy the manual separately, and I'm sure order all the all the bricks you need for less. Yeah, I'm sure you could. I bet you I bet you there's some you could find Legos on sale somewhere and just you could build like a like a, a scavenged parts Titanic where it's just a whole bunch of different colored Legos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it so it looks like it was just made out of a whole bunch of different ships, which I mean basically might as well do that with the real Titanic now. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I've always wanted to do that. It's been like a goal of mine to build like one of those big uh, 
those big Lego sets. I know how expensive they are, but like, I would love to do it. If I could do it on stream, that'd be cool too. That would be cool. Uh, speaking of the Titanic, dude, there is a, uh, guy just recently, um, that got in trouble with, I don't remember what country, and I, I hope this was recently, but he found, uh, I think 500 gold coins mm-hmm. in a shipwreck, uh, and he won't tell anybody where it's at. Hmm. How much is that worth yeah. now? Oh, dude, I probably a lot. Let me... Shipwreck. People, gold. that's what, yeah. I would love to scavenge through shipwrecks. Oh, uh, he's preparing to mark his sixth year in jail for refusing to disclose whereabouts of 500 missing coins made from gold found in historic shipwreck. I was back in 2015. That's uh, insane, dude. Do you know what XAX, excuse me, XAU stands for? No. I think it's just like the... I don't know if it's like the dollar amount. Um, but apparently like one, I think, I don't know if it's a pound of gold, uh, one ounce. So an ounce of gold is like $1,800. An ounce? There's no way. Convert one. Oh no, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It is. It is about an 1800. That's what people, people invest in the gold. Like people invest in a Bitcoin. It's a great thing. Gold is investing in gold and getting, Mm -hmm. putting your money in gold is, it's a very old-fashioned thing. It depends. It depends how things go in the next, like, five to ten years. I don't think gold will. Add, but gold's never going to be a, a commodity that's going to go away. No, but gold isn't really. Think about it. What do we really use gold for? Other than to back our money. I mean, we that's use that's gold. it. It's, it's just to back money. Use gold unless some sort of communistic unless like some sort of communism was to take over in the entire world and basically become make money irrelevant. Like that would be I the think, only way. Yeah, I think it's weird. Which would uh, be nice sometimes. <laughs> weird that, I don't know. Gold is fucking strange. If you could go back in time, like three years, four years. Oh, three. Would you? Would you? How much richer today? And like knowing the knowledge that you have now. So actually, let's do this. If you okay, here you go. You could go back five years, mm-hmm. and having the knowledge that you have now, would you do it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because would, you would, would put, you would invest in like so many like Bitcoin. You'd be going like going in on Bitcoin. You'd be going in on Dogecoin. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put any money into like half the shit I put money into. You know. But I think that's. Mm-hmm. I was talking about that today. Actually, funny you bring that up. Um, reminds me i need to check like you go through life missing out on these huge ass opportunities and you say well if i would have known that i would have done it but it's kind of like a lesson learned you know Mm -hmm. um especially with money taking a risk is dangerous that's why they call it a risk yep um and taking a risk with your money is never a guarantee to make more money back. And I explain that to people uh, with crypto all the time. Cause I, I have people ask me about it and shit. It's not a guarantee. And the cryptos that uh, you're investing into could be scams. Like for example, uh, I think Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather and 
some other celebrity are being sued right now for a pumping uh, dump scheme or something like that. Uh, so a lot of people are trying to scam others. I know Jake Paul or mm-hmm. Logan Logan Paul was trying to scam people for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Shitcoin. Yeah, because they th- they think it's a great idea. Like fuck the little guy. We just want more money. Well, it's, it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect way to make make money. It really is. It really is, and people buy into it, and you shouldn't. Uh, you should ask people that you know and trust. And if you don't have any people you know and trust about certain investments and all and all that, build build your fucking uh, build your community. You, that's like uh, who the fuck said it? And I think it was Joel Olstein. And as much as I fucking I hate Joel Olstein, that that little blueberry. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's him that said, "If you don't That's get awesome. rid of the wrong friends, you'll never make the right ones." It's true. Um, so if you're if you continue to, uh, you know, surround yourself with people that aren't willing to grow or don't don't want to grow or don't want to improve themselves, uh, you're not going to grow yourself. You have to surround your people with the goals you have, and. You might know somebody's bad for you, uh, but feel bad for wanting to, you know, branch out and get past them. But, like, I mean, that's a choice you have to make at the end of the day. It's it's kill or be killed, dude. That's for sure. I, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I was talking about that earlier today. Ambitions, dude. I think ambitions are important, and uh, I – I don't. I don't want to say people don't have ambitions, but if they people find an easy way to make money, um, their ambitions go out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because that's it's easier, when I, right? Because that's it's, when I lose. It's easier. Well, and those are the kind of people that I personally believe you don't want in your circle. Like, sure, the money's there, but what happens when the money's not there anymore? Exactly. You've got yep. No other attainable skills because you, you, you got comfortable in your spot and you didn't grow. You know. Well, it's like um, the, uh, what is it? The tier. The... Oh hey, there's the alarm for me uh getting ready for our podcast. Oh wow, seven seven p.m. now, crazy. Oh, what, there's like the, what is it called there? Like the tier um. Employment things like where they sell you like they sell the items there and like you can go up tiers. Like pyramid you, scheme. Pyramid scheme. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word for it. <laughs> the, the fuck tiers. pyramid. Scheme. Pyramid schemes are like there. I mean, I would say they were probably more prevalent like four or five years ago than they are now i think they've definitely kind of they're like... funny though i i think they're mm, well they're the schemes are a little different now but like oh yeah but i mean like the base model for what it used to be like there's like always there's a company that comes out with a product that does well as a base mm-hmm. so then they hire on a bunch of people and then they hire more salesmen and then they have salesmen under that so what happens is is that you have all these little grunts out here the people who are like i want to be one of those one day doing your dirty work for you Oh, so you're basically talking about, like, corporations now that... Mm -hmm. It's a miniature corporation, essentially. So the person at the top, the person who who got in early enough is making a shit ton of money off of the people that are doing their grunt work. And what's nice for them is, is that there's always going to be new people that come in and do it. And there's always going to be a rotation. it's It's like you're talking about, like, corporations all across... It's what it is, but like it's a more that's like it's a microcosm of like the society, though. No, corporations aren't running pyramid schemes, dude. There's no way they would do that. No, there's no way they would make like 
$750,000 a year and then only give their workers 13 an hour. There's no. And then also oh. and also not pay for health insurance or any medical. <laughs> yeah, or dental or vision. So like when a hurricane comes through and tears down the building, it's like, oh, we yeah, don't want them to no, leave. They need to keep dude. working until that storm yeah, gets there. There's no way. There's no way anybody would ever consider their product and what they sell to consumers more important than their employees. That's fucking crazy. It's all dude. about that what dough. You... What I'm saying is, is like it's there's always going to be the grunts yeah. of the world who are going to well, just take any job to get quick money because what they see is that. But with yeah. with something like the pyramid scheme companies, those almost seem more attainable, like the higher money yeah, they, they, because of well, how boots on. The, but it's so boots on the ground. I know it's more attainable, but it's like it's very boots on the ground. So like yeah. I like I can name on the top. I can name. I don't want to name. I'm not going to name names. But I guarantee I could name probably three or four people, even more than that, from our high school who have mm-hmm. been a part of a pyramid scheme and have messaged me or people close to me I bet you some people have done it. all right off it, too. I know a oh, couple yeah. of people that have done all right off pyramid schemes. Yeah, me too. It depends. And it's okay. I don't think – I think pyramid scheme – I don't think it's a bad – people take it as a bad word, but I – well, because it has such a bad connotation. It's like one of those things where it's like... I it, mean, at the end of the day, that is how the fucking economy is. It's And people that say, oh, the economy is not built off a pyramid scheme. Well, personally, tomorrow, if I died, I'm being replaced with the next dumbass that wants to make decent money working on a shit fucking plane, you know? Like, it mm-hmm. don't, I don't matter to them. And just like a pyramid scheme, the only... Like, if you're making money, that's the only time you matter, you know? It's you're true. Just, you're, so, basically, especially with the aviation industry, um, with contracts, you have all your little grunts. You get the you get the head, and then you get the manager, and then you get the supervisor, and then you get the grunts, mm-hmm. right? And so, the grunts are the ones working on the contract. The grunts are the ones making sure the, the airplane gets fixed or whatever so the contract can be completed. And... They're the ones making the least amount of money. And what I, I understand, like, managing a business is tough and things are hard. Managing people is definitely a difficult task, for sure. It is. And, you, like, you have, to, there's, there's a, you have to have a lot of interpersonal skills. But wait, hold on one second. To... Hold on one second. Here's a thought. If you treat your employees right, managing them is going to be so easy. Yeah, that's weird. Whoa. Wait, sure. you're telling me that if I properly pay my employees and i treat them with respect that they're then going to in turn treat me with respect therefore the work and the supervisor and relationship and grunt relationship is going to work fine and you're going to have no issues you're t- what i love how condescending we're being this entire time <laughs> that couldn't work there's no way um, there's no way that would work in today's society no way but yeah like they so you have these people these these grunts working their ass off for a contract that your company wants to make fuckloads of money off of and you're paying them fucking table scraps compared to what the contract is worth. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. It's, you know, how did we get here? What were we even talking about? I don't know, man. You know what it reminds me of? Pyramid schemes. <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminds me of, though? Um, for people who watch The Office, there's the episode where they have – they didn't spend enough for their reports. So what you need for oh, people. that is the government. Basic business. So this is basic business for everybody out there. 
you're given a certain amount. Like say you're say you're a comp- say you are a branch in a company, and that company gives you in a certain amount of expenses and a certain amount of money that you can spend per that year. per fiscal year. If you do not spend all of that, use all of that money, what you can do, what they, what will happen is come next year when the reporting comes, they're going to be like, oh, you didn't use six thousand of this six thousand of that need- budget. So we're going to keep that for ourselves. Yeah. So you don't need to use that. Question, does that happen to post office for you? I have no idea. That is like way past my, I'm sure. Because okay, I was going to say, while I was in the military, that was one of those things. Um, <laughs> so they'd come in and be like, hey, man, uh, you know, we didn't spend all the money we were supposed to this year. And if we don't spend it all, we're not going to have it next year. So what do we need? Um, hmm to improve this place and then we'd end up with like 50 inch tvs and fucking like it's like dude how in the fuck but some but here's monitors over there for one fucking slideshow are you kidding me man? here's here's where it gets here's where it gets kind of uh messed up is that a lot of times especially in like a lot of like corporations more or less than like say like a postal service or like the military i mean maybe this is true for both sometimes what can happen is when rather than spend that money on something that you need, the supervisor or the manager or something can then add that as a bonus to their end of the year salary, so that way the money is no being shit. spent somewhere. I know that doesn't happen in the middle. No, no. Def, it def, as far as I know, it no, it I wouldn't can't. think. It's it's probably like the the military is kind of like the IRS with their money. Well, the, the reason why I was relating this back to the office is the episode where they need to spend a certain amount of money between the, the before the fiscal year, yeah. and uh, the conversation is to buy new everybody new chairs or buy a copier. Or the third option is that Michael can essentially just keep it as a bonus for himself. And what he ends up doing, or what he ends up just because everyone's fighting between the copier or the new chairs, he just remembers that he can keep it for himself and use the bonus for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that can happen. There's, there's, and, you know, unfortunately, in some circumstances, if you have a shitty supervisor manager, the, you, and you don't know, like a lot of the times if you're a grunt yeah. worker, you don't know like the bigger side of the business, so you don't know everything that's going mm-hmm. on. So you, like, you don't know how much money you're give, that you know, the building is given or the supervisor, you know, management yeah. is given to fork the fiscal year. So like sometimes people will just keep the money and not tell anybody Yeah. when it's like, Oh, I could have improved this and this. I mean, in some instances, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. In some instances, you don't need anything. Like you just got done saying like, why do we need all these TVs for one presentation? It doesn't make any sense. We need to spend the money, yeah. but here's a thought. Why not take that bonus money? And at the end of the fiscal year, you delve that out yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Like you, you could know, put it at levels, right? How, you could put it at levels. Your supervisor can get more. Do the yeah. Do the most work for for like an office. Your supervisor can get a higher percentage. Anyone under him can get a different lower percentage, and then Grunt Works can get another percentage. But at least that way, it's equal. I've never received a Christmas bonus for. I haven't either. I mean, the only Christmas bonuses I receive is treats that I get from people from people that they leave me. Yeah, I don't even get anything like that. The best, dude. I've gotten. I get fudge every year. Hell yeah. I get like candy. It's like essentially like a thanks. It's like a nothing. It's like Halloween part two. I can't confirm or deny that. 
for legal purposes, <laughs> I cannot say yes or no. And I'm being 100% dead serious when I say that. I cannot confirm or deny. Because uh, we were told, we were told in our, in our, in our um, orientation that we are not allowed to accept money. So, I mean, it would be better of you to say no. So, no, I, I don't accept money. Uh, moving on. So, you fucker. You got me all disheveled now. All right, so as we're sort of winding down here, we do. I got a couple things we got to bring up, topics wise. I didn't. I didn't expect for us to go on so long. So that that Dude, ran yeah, a lot we of time. honestly, I I lost track. That's fine. Losing track on a podcast is the best thing that can happen to you. All right, so just some quick things. Uh, unfortunately, we had the most recent passing of uh, oh, of Air America's dad, uh, Bob Saget, uh, was found. Dead in his hotel room, I believe, is what happened. Yeah, actually, his post, uh, it's crazy, his post, mm-hmm. um, after his uh, his uh, comedy show, mm-hmm. was actually kind of sad. He was like, hey, yeah, I can't wait to do the next show. This is going to be exciting. And then next thing you know, he was DED, so. Um, apparently, he, uh, I don't know if it's the coronary report, but he apparently did not suffer or anything like it wasn't like he had a heart attack or anything so he just died in his sleep that which i is, mean that's not good but i'm i'm glad he didn't suffer um i mean he's only 65 years old yeah yeah it's crazy dude i uh i didn't expect i know that he was like i think i don't know if he ever had a drug problem but i know like obviously comedians of like that era sure he did some sort of comedians drug. of that era like cocaine and heroin and all those things were huge it's crazy a lot of people hated him uh because he of his uh poor taste in jokes he made some really he for a man who played america's dad for how many of our seasons he is one of the darkest sense of humors yeah and it's so fantastic because coming from him it's just like yeah you don't expect it uh you know a lot of people have been like or said oh well he's he's a predator and stuff like that now that he's dead Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, you got to shoot the guy down just because. You know, I we, think it's I think it's weird that people. Nothing uh, is sacred. First of all, didn't say anything while he was alive. Didn't give a fucking. Didn't lose a wink of sleep over it. You know. I uh, don't have any proof now. He just his really terrible dark jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of it was a lot of people were like, "Oh, the Ashley twins hate him," and this and that and this and that. Um, and they actually uh, spoke out actually really fucking depressing that he is dead because he was we, – we gave a fuck about well, it. It was America's you know? dad. I mean, like I said, yeah. if you were a kid, you know, I think it was definitely like our gen- – I wasn't our generation. I think it was definitely no, generation be- slightly before, before us. us. But, I mean, yeah. I remember um, – I just have this vivid memory. My brother was a huge fan of uh mm-hmm. of full house so like we had like v we had like season like vhs or not vhs we had like seasons on cd yeah uh so i just i have like this memory of like watching it as a kid like even though it was like not in my age range or not my mm-hmm. my time range i remember watching it a lot so it was definitely something that was kind of like you know you know that's it's awful i think it was the one before us not the one after us no that's what i'm saying it was the it was generation before us People who are like in their mid thirties and forties now. Yeah. 
Yeah, y'all, uh, y'all be old. Y'all old as fuck. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. And more depressing news. We have, uh, of course, the asshole from Serbia himself. Wait, what? Mr. Novak Djokovic. Oh, dude. He... No. I don't think he's an asshole. I want you to defend this man for publicly going into an interview for a French magazine when he knew he was t- positive for COVID because he didn't want to disappoint them. So he'd ra- he would rather give everybody COVID than disappoint people. Well, now they're immune to it, so good job. <laughs> That's, it's, so I don't know, dude. Personally, you know, <clears throat> the show goes on. He, he, he lost his visa, his travel visa. Because yeah, well, of it, that's a, that's a decision he made. That's that's on him, you know. And like, people, people can, did anybody else catch COVID from it? I mean, no. I mean, here's the article, right? Huh. So he apparently went to uh, apparently he went to like a a couple sporting. He like went to a sporting event somewhere overseas uh, where a bunch of people reportedly got COVID, and he took two rapid tests and one PCR test. Uh, both, and then he went to like subsequential, like he went to like a kids tennis tournament, and he went to like some training stuff, all when he ha- did not have his results back from his PCR test, and then he found out the day after the tournament, his PCR test was positive. Uh, so essentially, he went to all these events, not knowing if he was COVID positive or not when he tested. Usually, what you're supposed to do when you get a PCR test, is you're supposed to quarantine until you know your results. Especially with the CDC just changing it now for five days, like, which is fucked up, because you're gonna still spread COVID. Like they should have just kept it at ten. You know why they changed it to five? Because see, because CEOs of companies were complaining. Nailed it, dude. Nailed it. It's uh, it's like corporations can't make their money if they're they don't have people to work Mm -hmm. to the bone. You know, it's weird, dude. It's so. Yeah, they were pressed by, like, I think it was, like, Delta. I think, like, the CEO of, like, Delta Airlines was, like... Delta, yeah. All uh, airline companies have been suffering, and it's, you know, being in the aviation field, it kind of sucks, but it's funny to see because this is what they get for being assholes mm-hmm. and charging fucking $10 billion to fly from one country to another. Mm-hmm. It's know, unreal. All those, all those same companies and grown adults that say, oh, save your money for an emergency. Okay, then why don't you have any money saved for an emergency, you dumb airline? Mm-hmm. You know? But, I don't know. I know, how many times, like, you you have to spend thousands of dollars on plane tickets? Yeah, how many bailouts does one company need because they can't fucking keep themselves above water? It's crazy. Well, here we go. This is the reason why they get bailouts. It's because it's, pr- it's a necessity that we need. Right? Yeah, not really. So, did anybody anybody get COVID from this? Uh, I don't know if anybody got COVID from him yet. All I know is is that he was being quarantined in Australia for four days prior to the Australian Open. Um, but I don't even know if it's like guaranteed that he's going to be allowed to play in it because they're still kind of like being like, "What's wrong with you? Like, why are you going around?" And he's been known. There's been issues with him in the past with spreading COVID. Like he was doing like unmasked events and things like that. Like when they, things needed to be required. So this isn't his first, like, I mean, probably introduction into doing call. it. Not a good call, not a good decision. Um, um but especially yeah, it was a major public figure, but I mean, that's a, it's a decision he has to live with. And I, I don't know, man, I personally, I'd let him play. I, I don't know. 
What if he plays and he lost in the fucking first round? How awesome! I mean, that's that fine. That's like shit happens, you know. I don't think. I don't know, dude. Because people are people are. Oh, he could kill someone. Well, yeah. I mean, you could fucking sneeze on somebody and kill them, even if COVID wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody's becoming so fucking like it's it's almost zombie apocalypse type. Mm shit dude like where if you aren't fucking if you're infected you're getting shot <laughs> essentially what is coming down to what nah. would you do in two years time if that's what was happening mm-hmm. <laughs> holy fuck dude no so the last piece of news that i will bring up uh and is just twitch metas and right now there is the twitch meta for people who are Fans of Twitch, the platform that we are currently on and use uh, weekly, daily, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new Twitch meta uh, where Pete, where streamers are uh, basically streaming TV shows and old broadcasts and watching them with viewers. Um, nobody has any content anymore. So, and then this is a topic that I knew that we would slightly disagree on a little bit. Um, I agree that obviously like you need, like you should try to think of your own content, but like there's this thing called like watch parties. Yeah. And sometimes it's re and like, but reacting can be content in itself, right? Yes. But reaction content, your own intellectual property. I disagree with that. Correct. So, um, it's been this new meta essentially cause like you got to think dude, you're, at that point, you're making money off of um, somebody else's content. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has been – so recently there's been some uh, DMCA takedowns and some mm-hmm. bans on Twitch uh, on some of their biggest creators because of what had happened. Uh, Pokimane was just banned for, I think, seven days? You, uh, you, think, you think somebody as knowledgeable with Twitch and – uh, being such a head of the platform, you'd not be that much of a blockhead, but... Um, because she was streaming Avatar The Last Band Airbender with viewers. And they were and just watching. That, why, why? Like, go watch this. I ain't gonna watch somebody else watch... But some people, guess, people will, dude. That's the thing. I mean, people are in love with her, so that makes sense. Um, and I said, you know, a lot of people have come out and been like, alright, like, Get your own content. But, like, it's been something that people have been doing for years. And, like, all of a sudden now Twitch is, like, yeah, throwing yeah, the band Twitch, hammer down. Twitch is stupid, honestly. You know, I stream on you, Twitch, but you really be pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Like, nine, nine out of ten days of the week. So No, it's really, uh, yeah. it's really I'm annoying. I my own streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the pressure, you know, they just, was it last year? I think early last year. They started DMCAing people for playing music on Twitch. Like, you couldn't... Dude, well, it be, there was a law passed that could put you in prison, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. for fucking... Because people would uh, press... Copyright shit. Mm-hmm. People would press... Copyright rule is such a dated concept, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, dude, even video games have certain songs that get you in trouble. It's mm-hmm. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the amount of clearance that you need to go to, like, use certain things or do certain things is ridiculous. The amount of hoops you have to go through... And like, I agree that uh, using somebody's content uh, and adding nothing of your own 
other than a reaction is still is kind of scummy. I mean, I mean, yes, but in a way, but reaction. as long as you're giving, I think in some instances a lot, especially if you're like a bigger, if you're like a known commodity on Twitch, mm-hmm. and you're, I mean, the Avatar example isn't the best because that was on when we were kids. I could see a review. I could see a review being a thing, mm-hmm. Re- like breaking down the show, mm-hmm. but reacting to a show like that isn't content especially on a stream mm-hmm. i i think that it's it, it to me i just lost my train of thought entirely one at the end of the day is the guys that made that show didn't make any money off her reacting to that show. well no but like that's the thing is okay this is what my point was with a show like that it's obviously big enough that it doesn't need its own publicity. But let's say if like you're an artist, right, who, you know, just released his first his or her first album, and you know you're not that big, uh, but like you're signed with a label and yep. you have a copyright claim. I would think in my and now what say like so say Pokemane plays you one of your singles or one oh, of your songs want, yeah, or, or an album. Okay. On, on her Twitch. That's like free pub. You don't have to pay for that publicity. Like you're going to get no, so many much m- no, money I, I, I based agree. off that. People, people might go your way for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't and she just makes, she, she, at the end of the day, if people don't really fuck with it, um, like she does, they're just kind of there um, getting your shit for free, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying though. But like, but I think in some instances, like an instance like that, yeah, I it agree. makes sense to just allow it. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, somebody... you gotta think about where you're at mm-hmm. in your career mm-hmm. or uh, your, uh, you know, artwork and shit like that, your creation, to decide personally whether or not it's a good idea for you to bitch about it. I guess, because um, is the publicity better or is you making the money better? I would think. You know? I mean, I guess it's based on your who you are as a person. Because like you said, Avatar doesn't need any more publicity. They want that money, you know? I think a lot of that is based on, like, you as a person at that point, right? Well, personally, dude, if I created Avatar and the whole world knew about me already and Mm -hmm. there was some bimbo on the internet watching my show and letting other people watch it for free, I'd be like, no. Those little fuckers can pay for it or... You can kick rocks, pal. But I, um, how much I of this? I would call up Twitch and then ban her. How much of this falls on Twitch though for allowing this content? Uh, I mean, they're not. They didn't technically allow it. They only did something when the DMCA strikes came down. They only, yeah. they only, well, because I mean, people I have been doing blame, it. I would. No, you're right. I agree. People have been you, doing it you for can months. Blame the shit out of Twitch. You, I, I think Twitch is at fault for this big time. We talked about um, this. We talked about this they, recently. Their customer support and shit is it's trash. Dude. We talked about they this the other day. Their their policies are so unclear and they're so not like if you're a big time creator, you still don't have as much access as yet you should have to Twitch. Like I know somebody like Pokemon is probably has close somebody close to Twitch because she's a bigger creator. But in that case, in that instance, she has somebody that's that, you know, is close to Twitch. Shouldn't that person be relaying a message to her saying, that, Hey, don't point, do this. Dude, yeah. At that point, if but they're you're not, a, if you're a partner of Twitch, you should be an employee of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like, and they should, they're, 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 they're playing the fuck out of the people that make them money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in Twitch, you can lick my balls, dude. Like, if I knew a better streaming platform, I'd, I'd go to it. Uh, your customer support sucks. You don't give me my money on time. I have to send you 12 emails and wait four weeks. Uh, you know, it. it's kind of like working for any company right now. They don't give a fuck about you. They're happy they're making money off you, though. No, they don't have no have no problem making money off you. Well, no, why would uh, they? But they don't. They don't. As long as as long as they have cash in hand, dude, they'll fucking give you the boot. Whatever, see you, pal. Have fun. Nope. It's a. Uh, it's a very. It's, this all. This is the business episode, I guess. It all goes back to just like. The grunts are the grunts, and the CEOs are the CEOs, and that's how it is. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we the, the people on the boots in the ground do all the work, and everybody else gets the money. Here's the thing, dude. I bet you Twitch is a – I bet you Twitch makes fucking heaps. Money. Well, I mean, they're partnered with Amazon now, so of course they're making heaps. And I bet you, uh, for example, like Amaranth, she makes a shit ton of money. Well, she doesn't make just. I think I don't think she makes a lot of her money on Twitch. Though I think most of that's probably on OnlyFans. Yeah, probably. But she makes a lot of money on Twitch still. Um, but I would guarantee you that she loses half, over half of that because of Twitch. I bet you Twitch takes over. Oh yeah. And that is, you know, crazy to me because all they do is offer up a site, some code, uh, you know, like something almost anybody else would any sort of programming and vision could do. Uh, but the problem is, is they, they have so much money now, it, it comes down to Twitch being able to buy them out or fucking make sure they disappear before anybody grows. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, crazy. Get a hold of Twitch on Twitter. See how they don't respond to you for 12 months. Is that, has that been your... I mean, I had to. E- I've emailed them four times. They finally got back to me. That's crazy. Yeah, where my like, I was trying to get my payments approved, and they were like, "Ah, well, we're not approved yet. Email us." And I was like, "Well, I emailed you, and you guys haven't done anything yet." And they were like, "Oh, well, uh, here, do this." I was like, "I don't have to do anything. You need to fucking approve it." And Pay me like, my oh, money. Send us an send us an email if you need anything else. No, no, no. I, know like, I am sending you an email, dude. Like, so then I had to file another ticket. And- <laughs> I waited all this week, like, uh, this fucking, whether or not I get this new job I applied for or not, dude, it stressed me the fuck out, man. It's like me with when I got banned last year. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's The amount of time I had to wait until fucking I could get unbanned, it was like, oh, well. And it like, was funny, though. Yeah, I, I will still never forgive that, whoever that was. I should have just reported him immediately. You know, reports only. You know, bans only come from being reported for reported things. Like a lot of the times, Twitch doesn't like watch and then ban somebody. Yeah. So it's like all like based on like what happened in my instance was is this person that came in and banned. Uh, we've talked about it on past podcasts. We don't need to get into it again. But yeah. And when, when I got banned uh, for six months, what happened was. Uh, the guy must have reported me. Mm-hmm. And, rather, and I think you reported him, right? Yeah, I reported and blocked him. I blocked him and didn't report him, so that's why I probably got banned. 
It's all right, though. Twitch, I forgive you. You guys eventually did give me my account back, even though you did say it was like an inevitable suspension, which means it could have been forever. They didn't give you your account back. They just fucking set a timer. We're like, fuck it, dude. Mm-hmm. And it was so annoying because then I like was like, oh, they told me, oh, please don't start another Twitch account. But it's like, all my friends use Twitch. I watch a lot of Twitch in my free time, and I can't yeah. do anything. So what did I do? I created an alt account. Then I started creating an audience over there. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, here's your old account back. And I had to be like, well, now I need to convince my other audience to move to this new audience. And then it's like, well, then, like, at that point, people don't want to come over. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it stupid. Crazy. Well, there, fella, we seem to have burned through enough time today. Why don't y'all just go kiss your mother goodnight? Fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. And uh Thanks You've you've just been you've just been talked to by our new uh pyramid scheme. We're selling you a podcast. We want you to yeah. be boots on the ground. Will and I are the CEOs and it's up to you yeah. guys to go around town, wherever you live, and tell people, Hey, check out the This Guy Sucks podcast. And you will get nothing in return. Yeah, except our our uh, undying our love, fake love, undying fake love. Yeah, nailed it. All right, yeah. peace.